Branding for Entertainers, episode number nine. Guys, you are in for a real treat today with the guests that I have on. This guy has performed on the History Channel, A&E, HBO, Hallmark, the Travel Channel, and even HGTV. And that's just some of the networks he's been on, and his list of shows that he's been on is just extensive. And I can go on and on about his credentials, where he was a house magician for the Venetian Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, or even the Orleans Showroom in Vegas. And he is a staple at the Magic Castle in Hollywood, and also has performed at the Magic Circle in London. Again, this guy's credentials just go on and on and on. And that's why it's so important that you listen to this episode today because he's a working pro, knows exactly what he's talking about. I'm so excited to have as my guest today, Mr. Paul Draper. You're listening to the Branding for Entertainers podcast, where we talk about your visual, verbal, and virtual brand and why it matters. Podcast helps entertainers grow and become someone that your clients and audience remember long after your gig is over. And now, here's your host, Billy Diamond. Hey, my guest today, Paul Draper. Man, welcome to the podcast. First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to uh, to be on here. Really, really appreciate it. I know my my listeners are in for a real treat. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. I gave you a hyped-up introduction there, but tell us a little bit about uh, um, about you as a person and as an entertainer. Absolutely. So I I, uh, I grew up an only child of a single mother in Salt Lake City, Utah. I learned magic so that uh, I could convince the the Mormon kids to like the little Jewish kid in Utah. Oh, that's I, great. <laughs> uh, I, I went to college, studied anthropology, musical theater. I worked on a master's in political rhetoric right now in this world, throw all that knowledge out the window. Uh, I, uh, I uh, went off to uh, be a professor at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I worked in uh, musical theater for a while, was the house magician at the Venetian. I've been doing magic and mind reading shows. Uh, when this all uh, shut down for the COVID-19 in 2020, I was the last magician performing at Disneyland when it all wow. uh, closed up. And, and I've been performing uh, two to four shows a day, every single day, from uh, my residency in my parlor living room uh, online over Zoom to people in uh, Israel and Paris, Canada, and all England and all over the United States. Wow. Pretty impressive there, for sure. You know, like many entertainers listening to this podcast, um, you know, I, I talk about this on some of the other episodes, how, you know, for the first, I don't know, even first couple months, um, I dealt with such a range of emotions, you know, even down to the putting my head in my hand saying, eh, I give up. And some somewhere along the lines, you, you kind of have to pull yourself out of that funk, right? You either move on right. or you give up. What I'm hoping to do and what I'm hoping that you can offer some of our listeners today is just a, just a little bit of hope. Tell them about what you're doing and how you're transitioning. Um, as you said, you were performing all these things. I even Disneyland, the last last performer there or the last magician there, right? And before right. everything just went, Boop, that's it. So, you know, I don't know. Talk talk about your mental state at that point where they said, well, you know, <laughs> this is it. And you, you probably kind of seen it coming. But were, were you prepared as an entertainer to? 
look, I no one's prepared. And it's all about what our personal change strategy is. We have our change strategy uh, that we have built into us innately, and we have our change strategy that we've developed and decided to to uh, work on within our own lives. Uh, the Harvard Business School talked about several years ago the primary change strategies that people use. The first one is avoid. Change is coming. I'm going to avoid. I'm going to hide in a hole, and I'm going to wait for the change, wait it out, uh, because it's not going to affect me. I know a lot of people that their change strategy is still avoid. Avoid is has great uh, evolutionary fitness. There's great benefit. The hordes are coming over the mountainside with the uh, with swords, and uh, what? Uh, and if you say I'm going to run towards them and fight them, you die and you don't pass your genetics on. And if you hide in a hidey hole, you can survive for a long time by avoiding. Um, but but that's harder in today's ever-changing world. The second one is accommodate. I will change in order to accommodate others. So if there are other people that I need to accommodate and I care about them, I will change for them. The next change strategy is force. I will only change if I am forced to change. If mm-hmm. if uh, the the police and the military show up and say you must or you're you're going to jail. Uh, the next change strategy is that you will uh, collaborate with change, that you will that you will say, I want to be a part of the change. I will collaborate with the change. I'll bring in some of my ideas, some of the change, and figure it out. The other is cooperate, that I will cooperate with the change. I don't like it, but I'm going to, but I accept it, and I'm going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And so we all have our, our own change strategy yeah. uh, that we use. And I um, and, and as you and not to cut you off, but as I was listening, you say those, I was thinking, yeah, that's me, right. that's me. Went through that, so uh, it can be right. multi, right? Where it's like you go through at those different phases, times, right? you have different so, ones. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So, so I was at uh, I was performing at the last major trade show in Las Vegas. It was a five day trade show with uh, 200,000 attendees and two million square foot of the trade show space. Um, and I was there, and uh, on day three, they told us all to pack up and go home of the five-day trade show because of COVID. Uh, and then the next day, I went out to Disney to go perform my shows at Disneyland. And they said, okay, you're not going to be performing in Disneyland because we're going to shut down the park. So we need you to perform outside the gates for guests that are still here. And then we need you to perform in the hotels because we're keeping the hotels open. And I stayed there, and I was the magic of Disney for the last few days. Um, and then uh, that shut down. Then I flew to Colorado for a sold-out theater, and that uh, shut down. So we had to give all the tickets back. Flew back, was going to perform the last week at the Magic Castle in Hollywood. But that shut down, and I went back to my hotel and said, well, what do I do? Um, I uh, I don't have enough savings to just this out for however long it's going to be. If this is big enough that Disneyland is shutting down, the the only other time they ever shut down was on 9-11 for one day. So uh, if this is big enough that they're shutting down, this is going to last a while. So uh, the first thing I did, like everybody, is I emotionally collapsed about it, Uh, you know, uh, but, and I sat in my hotel room, I decided I was going to stay there uh, and eat, uh, and eat fast food for three days. Um, and I did, uh, and I stayed there and I said, okay, what am I going to do? All right. First thing I'm going to do is I need 
capital now. So I'm going to create a Patreon page at patreon.com slash Paul Draper to raise capital now. And I'm lucky. I have 52 uh, people that join me on Patreon at different levels, uh, everywhere from $5 to $250 a month and are helping me out. Uh, and so, and they're getting a lot of benefit from that. And then I said, all right, next, what do I need to do? I need to uh, find a way, find a market that still has money and still has a need that I can fulfill. So I tried to do corporate shows. Uh, I tried to, to offer um, training to other magicians, but they don't have any money. Uh, uh, that, you know, a lot of these things didn't work. And then I said, okay, who has a need? Well, entertainers have a need to get online and start doing shows online. Okay. So I made a video for penguin magic, uh, and I made it very inexpensive. They wanted me to sell it for $50 and I sold it for $15, uh, for, uh, for penguin magic for people to learn how to set up an inexpensive studio in their home. And uh, that great. sold 200 and copies. I was uh, going to say, is that still available? That's still available. It's still available on penguinmagic.com. Type in Paul Draper. Uh, that sold 200 units in the first month. Uh, and then, I, I again, I've tried corporate gigs, and I, I did book two for Hewlett Packard, two for um, Sotheby's uh, Real Estate, one for Nokia. But really, who needs magic right now more than anybody? He's in the United States alone. We're not talking the whole world. I'm just talking about the United States alone. There are 18 million children, school-age children, age 5 to 18, who are at home right now. And that means that today, 20,000 of them are celebrating their birthday, and tomorrow, 20,000, and the next day, 20,000, and yesterday, 20,000. And if I could perform for four of them, today and for tomorrow and for the next day so that they don't have a birthday at home alone, but instead their friends can gather around and we can have an experience together. Um, That's wonderful. And that's a real need. Now I've dropped from doing uh, uh, very expensive corporate shows to doing very inexpensive children's shows. But then again, I'm doing four of them a day from my living room. I was going to say, you don't have to even leave the house, right? The beauty right. of that is you, never, you don't even leave. There's no travel no. expense. There's no, right? So. I set up in my, in my living room area here. I have a basement parlor area, and I, and I set up a, a hot plate and a grill. And so, so, you know, today I didn't have any shows because Sunday, but, but yesterday I had four appearances. I was going to say, yeah, Saturday I'm sure it was pretty busy. Right. I woke up, took a shower, uh, uh, Cooked a steak on the grill, cooked eggs in the in the frying pan, and uh, uh, ate it right here. Then changed into my suit, performed four shows, made tea for myself in between the shows, uh, and then afterwards went upstairs and watched Disney movies with my sweetheart. So, I mean, That's it's great. it's not a bad life. Yeah, not not bad for saying, okay, I got to think a little bit out of the box here. What do we do? 800 people saw me perform yesterday. Wow. I've had some days with two, where 2,000 people have seen me perform. That's fantastic. And it's about fulfilling a need. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get you have to shift, right? You either shift or you get left behind, right? Well, that's it. I, I mean, you, you have to make a choice. What is my change strategy? Do I accept it 
and change? Am I an early adopter to new technology and new ideas, or am I someone that's stuck? Right. Now, are you using for a platform? Are you using Zoom? I'm happy to talk about the tech, but that's all going to change in, in 20 minutes. You know, I mean, right now, my primary way of uh, advertising to people is MySpace. Wait, what year is this? Uh, I, I, make sure, I make sure to keep track of people through Goldmine on my trio. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can talk about uh, Zoom and Google Meet and Facebook Messenger. But, but that's all stuff that you, you talk about in this thing that you're listing with Penguin. That's covered in that too, right? They can go there or they can write me. But the truth is, this stuff is changing constantly. Um, there, by the time people listen to this podcast, there'll be a new tool. But there are tools constantly out there that are available and getting better for doing web broadcasting. But what's more important is making sure that you have a camera that does what you want it to do. If what you want to do is just sit in your chair uh, and, and not move around much, a webcam is built to do that. If what you want to do is move around a lot, a webcam is not built to do that. A webcam will make you look fish-eyed and will constantly be changing the lighting. Uh, you you want to make sure that your lighting is consistent. If your light above you is your brightest light in the room, then you're going to have big shadows under your eyes and under your chin. You want to have a good microphone so that people can hear you. Just like a real theatrical experience, you want to hire an out-of-work actor uh, to be your stage manager and and help you out and pay them no mm. matter what. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one there. That's a nice little tidbit of information. I mean, there's all sorts of tech stuff we could talk about, but but the key is is to constantly learn and grow and develop. And I'm I'm receiving notes every day. Yesterday, I put on a friends and family show where I charged people twenty five dollars a family to sit down and watch the show. And then I reached out to some people I knew that worked in. Uh, areas where you know, there are people that have needs. And, and I said, give away free tickets to people you need that, that need magic. And they said, well, I, I know some kids that are in a homeless shelter. Yes. I know some kids whose mother died. Yes. I know some kids whose father left them. Yes. I don't need money from those children. You know, have them join my show. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and from that, I because it was the friends and family show, I sent out a survey and had everybody tell me, what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? What suggestions do you have to make it better? Um, and, uh, you know, every day, continuous improvement is your motto, to learn and grow. And that's great. You're not stuck into thinking of, well, this is how you do well, it, and I know how to do it. I mean, you're, you're, you're still kind of working out some things, too. As you said, technology is changing every day, right? right. You know, for, for those that don't know, I mean, you, you've done TV. You're used to being in front of camera. Uh, it might have come a little bit natural for you as far as lighting and camera and mics and, you know, the dynamics are a little bit different than a live show, obviously. Right. You're kind of used to that. Did you, what would be advice? I mean, I would think that some of the advice would have to be for anybody who would be interested in doing this is, the dynamics really change from live entertainment to all of a sudden performing in front of a camera. Can you speak to that just for a little bit? We don't have to get off on a big bunny trail with oh, it. But... No, of course, of course. If, if you're doing a show that could happen in isolation without the audience being there, then that audience is better off watching a highly produced YouTube special or a highly produced Netflix, Hulu, whatever the current platform is special than they are watching you. Uh, the only reason that they should watch uh, you perform live is because you are providing a live experience. 
Now, when, when we're on stage, that live experience is you can smell the sweat. You can, uh, you can hear the performer. You can see the spittle, right? I mean, right. It's, about, it's about you can, you can be there uh, next to other people. But, but online, it's about interactivity and creating experiences where people interact and they engage and they play. And in the same way as any live theater, that they truly feel anything can happen. Um, if, if that's, if that's not what it is, if you're just doing a stand up special, again, uh, people are better, better off watching a, a, uh, perfectly polished pre-produced, um, experience because, because that's not what they're looking for. So, so my, I have to throw out a lot of my show, my standard show. Uh, and instead of saying, how do I make my show work? I said, no, it's time to start over and to build a show for this medium. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I was, a, I was a regular on a show on the Hallmark Channel called Home and Family, and, and it was about playing to that camera. And when you play to a single eye of a single camera, to people sitting in their robe on their couch at home, they don't want you to come on there, look around and say, hey, everybody, how you doing? They want you to come on and say, hi, I'm so glad that you are here to see this today. You and I are going to have an experience, right? It's you're talking to them in their living room. Mm-hmm. That's 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 really great stuff. So you still do have that interaction. It's just a little bit of a shift, right? I mean, a lot of times if you're doing live performance, you you can play off that audience. This is a little bit different. I mean, in, in Zoom, you can see them, right? So you can see reactions and things like that. So, but you don't a little different but you than don't TV, want to. right? Uh, my do not look at their reactions. Do not. Because, because if you are looking at your reactions, then then you feel as if you are making eye contact to the audience. But what you are actually doing is depriving them of eye contact. Because if you're looking at their faces, you're not looking at the camera. So you are not looking at them. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good tip. Good tip. So looking at their faces is actually very selfish. Instead... You want to look straight into that eye of that camera, put a little dot and say, look right here, because that's where they are. That's what they see. And, you know, I have my stage manager take a couple of screenshots. So afterwards, I can revel in the joy of seeing their faces happy and smiling. But instead, I have to imagine that they're happy and smiling uh, because I, I can't really interact. I need to mute the audience right now. Because most of the tools right now, if you don't mute them, it jumps off of you to somebody else in their living room. Sure. And that, that takes away your shot for the rest of the audience. So this is more like Mr. Rogers. He didn't, he didn't shoot with a live studio audience or, or Barney the Dinosaur or Dora the Explorer. They pretend they see you. So do you have any interaction at all within that show? In other words, are you in inter- so I mean even a, oh, a warm up or anything like that? I, I guess that's what I was kind of saying when I'm saying looking at them. What does that interaction look like? Right. So I I don't I don't ever look at them. My screen okay. is black. But I say but I because I don't want to watch myself either. Uh, because suddenly you watch yourself and suddenly uh, you you become you know narcissist right, <laughs> right. you are right. you are you're staring at your own reflection so so instead uh, I say all right I need somebody to help me if you want to help me raise your hand raise your hand all right my stage manager is gonna call on someone raising your hand fantastic okay who do we have and then his voice comes on and says 
someone from the Johnston family. That's great. I said, okay, someone from the Johnston family, unmute your mic. Who's going to help me? Say hi. And I hear, hi. I say, hi there. What's your name? Susie. Hi, Susie. How old are you? Seven. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I loved being seven. Are you going to help me make some magic? Yeah. Oh, I've been waiting all day for you to help me make some magic. I'm so lucky that you're here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's an interactive live experience. That's great. I, I saw I saw a magician last night on another live show like this. And I felt very bad for this entertainer. This individual said, uh, all right, I need somebody to help me. And then they paused and looked through the screens and were watching them look through the screens and they say, okay, I've unmuted somebody at the X family. Uh, hi there. And they go, oh, uh, hi. Hi. So have you been watching? And they said, uh, kind of. Oh, wow. And she said, oh, well, I really need somebody who's been watching. So you, you don't know which side the, the knots are on? And they said, uh, no. Okay, uh, let me find somebody else. Uh, how about you at the Smith family? And they said, uh, hi. Hi. Do you know which side the knots are on? And they said, actually, I just logged in. Oh, wow. And, she, and the magician went, okay, hold on. I need somebody then from the this family. Okay, have you been watching? Yes. Great. Okay, so do you think the knots are on this side, or do you think the knots are on that side? And the person said, oh, I, I, I don't know. And she said, well, just take a guess. Do you think they're on my right or on my left, or on the right or on the left? And the performer said, uh, the person said, on the left. And she said, on, on my left or your left oh, wow. or my right or your right? Oh, we, we've now lost all this time. This is not what the show's about. You know, don't don't do that to people. And you have a big advantage, though. You have a you have a manager that is actually calling cues for you and and getting people for you. So that that seems like a really big helper and allows you to focus on what you need to focus on as an entertainer, right? No different than a live show, right? And give that person up to fifty percent of whatever you're making. I mean, pay them, get the right person. We're going to pause here for just a moment, but when we come back, Paul is going to talk about how to find the right person for the job, as well as a lot of other information that you're going to want to listen to. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Listeners, I just wanted to let you know about something that I'm extremely excited about. Maybe you know or maybe you do not know that I do custom-branded items, custom-branded props for a variety of different kinds of shows. And I'm super excited right now because with everybody that's doing zoom shows in their living room or their basement you know a lot of times those things that are in the background you know the sofa the lamp tv things like that kind of get in the way and they distract from the show i have something that i've been making for a few years now and it is just fantastic not just because i make it because it's just that easy and that good i have a five by seven foot tall backdrop that is customized completely to you and I work with you one-on-one -on -one to make that happen. It can have your logo on it, your name, whatever you'd like. But again, I work with you one-on-one. -on -one. And these things are so great because zip, they're up, zip, they're down. And I literally mean that. It's that fast that you can have this thing set up and down within one minute each direction. And when you're not using it, what is great is it'll slip right in back of the couch or underneath the couch and the wife will be happy or the girlfriend will be happy <laughs> or even the dog will be happy. But either way, everybody will be happy because this thing is so easy and it adds so much production value to your show. 
What's great, not doing a Zoom show? That's okay. Maybe you're doing a kid's birthday party. It's fantastic for a living room setting because it is just five foot wide. But here again, it adds that production element that you need with your brand. So here's the deal. During this time of COVID, what I wanna do is offer you a very, very generous discount, and I wanna discount it by 15%. And you'll be able to find the discount in the show notes as well as a link to this particular item. And I will have everything that you need right there to give you that 15% off. And you're going to be able to use Memorial Day 2020, that coupon code. You'll be able to use that at checkout. And that'll give you that 15% off. It'll put you right in touch with me. And I will get to work with you right away to make this thing happen. And turnaround time for me is super fast. Deliver to your door super fast. So check it out. And now, let's get on with our show. If you have the right person, they will choose the right audience members. They'll deal with any issues. They will respond to people in the chat. They will promote you. They will give you notes after every show about how to do things better. I mean, always pay the right person. That's great. How did you go about finding somebody? You, you probably know several people in the industry, but the general person, how would how would somebody go about finding somebody to say, yeah, I'm going to do this? I'm an out-of-work actor, okay. an out-of-work stage manager. They're on LinkedIn. Okay. Call, call a local university and ask them if they have a great student stage manager. Call a local theater, community theater, see if they have a great local stage manager. Great, great. I mean, that, that person is probably making uh, – uh, minimum wage maybe at top double minimum wage and uh, so so pay them double whatever that is and they will be delighted that's great that's really good good advice for sure you know right now in LA minimum wage is $15 so so if you if you pay somebody $30 they will be delighted sure i always say pay people what they're worth right you know and they will outshine and outperform anybody else because they appreciate it. My stage manager, I also have been uh, sending him DoorDash delivery food. Oh, that's I give great. him bonuses, and I thank him publicly on Facebook. You know, get get that book, The Five Love Languages. You know, some people's love language is gifts. Some is acts of service. Some is quality time. Some want words of affirmation, right? Figure out what, what, what makes them feel appreciated sure. and give them that. Fantastic. Man, really, really, really good stuff here. Uh, let me ask you, as far as like uh, not not so much promoting this, but um, are you charging t- like a ticket fee for the show or how, how does that work? Or are there several ways you, a person could do it? I mean, obviously you could do a Patreon and things like that, but what, what do you, what do you, what is so, there? So I've, I've had some shows where I have said, I need to find wealthy people or wealthy businesses who want to contribute to society. Mm-hmm. And I ask them to donate money to me to provide scholarships for tier one schools where children are 90% below the poverty line or uh, provide shows for uh, healthcare systems where I'm performing for uh, children in, uh, with cancer in, in oncology departments and hospitals. Um, and, and also that's where a lot of the money from the Patreon is going now. And used to provide those sort of free shows and those free services to kids in uh, uh, homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I was able to get a technology company, HP, to uh, provide devices to children in homeless centers and provide my show so that the kids could uh, stay up to date on school, stay up to date on the latest uh, news and health information about COVID and also see a show. That's great. And uh, so, I mean, do good in the world. Uh, another way is to sell individual tickets. Um, I've been selling $25 tickets through the friends and family rate. That's great. That's cheap entertainment, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's cheap live entertainment. I mean, though it's on the on the internet, it's really. I mean, for a whole family for twenty five bucks. I know Helder is charging eighty five dollars, but they get a kit in the mail. I've done one as a, a co op with uh, Lowry's the Prime Rib, where people went and picked up their Prime Rib and had that with the show. Uh, I've done one with. One of the winners of Cupcake Wars, Justin Wilman's old show, and they uh, delivered cupcakes to the to the households, and I made the cupcakes magically appear, and then the kids got the cupcakes. I've uh, I've done it where it's one rate for up to a thousand people. I've done it where it's one rate for up to fifteen devices, and then twenty five dollars per device after that. I mean, there are a lot of ways to slice this up, but you you just have to say. You know, who is my audience? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's really important to know that going in, right? Who the who that audience is. Who, who's my audience? Mm-hmm. And if your answer is everybody, well, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, what, is, what, is their, what is their need that I can fulfill? Mm-hmm. Do they still have money? You know, what can they afford to pay for this? You can ask somebody who's working two jobs to raise their four kids alone for $25 per family they they can't pay twenty five dollars for dinner for the five of them, right? You know, they so it's it's just it's cruel to ask for that. But uh, and so for those people, give it for free. Um, and, but if you go to somebody in in Beverly Hills uh, that's making you know uh, more money per hour than most of us make per year, uh, they are so delighted. If you can provide a quality of entertainment that actually fulfills their needs, but but they're not going to pay it unless what you're providing is of that quality, right? So so it's all about knowing your market, knowing your audience, knowing what their needs are, you know, knowing what your competitors are. I set myself about the same as taking the family to the dollar movies. Mm-hmm. So. If, if you all you could all go to the dollar movies, have popcorn and soda, or you could have this live interactive show tailored to you. That's great, and it, and it seems like the pricing structure on that's really not a whole lot different than it would be as if somebody were actually hiring you live and you're showing up for the event, uh, right? I mean, you're not going to charge the same for a birthday party as you are a corporate gig, so there is a lot there, and you know, right. I think a lot of it's what knowing you. And as you mentioned, knowing your audience, knowing having maybe maybe having some preset goals and to know what you're what you're going into, right? Where it's not right. just like I'm going to start an online show, ha- have some of those goals outlined, right? Right. And 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 of course the show outlined. If a corporation wants a thousand people to join, they're, they're going to be happy to spend, you know, a few dollars per person for that experience. Uh, but if uh, but if uh, they only have a hundred people joining. Uh, it's very hard to ask them, you know, I need $25 per person that joins, you know, for 100 people. You know, you can get it, but you better 
you better show that you are adding value, that you are actually going to change their workforce, that their workers will be happier or more productive or sell more or learn tools by the end of your show. Very good. Just to reiterate, I'm sure it caters a lot to magicians, but can other entertainers benefit from what you, what you have there that you're offering through Penguin, or is it just strictly magic really? Oh, of course. The, what I put out through Penguin was how to build a home studio for under $200. It basically gotcha. says how to, how to use your, your camera and your computer, four desk lamps, uh, where to put them, you know, et cetera, to do it. Because, because I looked at it and I said, there are lots of tools out there if you want to build a professional studio. But if you just need to get up and running right now and you have 200 bucks and a computer, this is how you can do it. Um, and so that's, uh, that's who I made that for. I've also had a lot of people been hiring me for private coaching to help them with their studio and help them and get online. That's great. Very generous. Very, very generous for sure. Tell us where we find you. Uh, obviously, people can go to Penguin and get the online thing, but uh, tell, us, tell us exactly where to find you. Yeah, just just type in Paul Draper Magic, Paul Draper Magician. Not, and not to be mistaken for Paul Draper Musician, <laughs> right? Not Musician. Paul Draper Anthropologist, <laughs> yeah. right. My main webpage is mentalmysteries.com, but, but in these days, if you type in Paul Draper Magic, boy, I come up. All, all over the place. Fantastic. Right. Good branding. Good marketing. <laughs> That's right. Probably took a little bit to get there. But hey, man, you're, you're doing this and you are a prime example that it does work and can work. And uh, man, we, we so much appreciate your time, Paul, today for, for coming on and really taking time to share. You're a great guy. And uh, I know you're really well respected in the magic community as well and uh we love you buddy and uh just really appreciate your time okay the world needs your entertainment your comedy your songs your music your dance all of it the world needs it get it out there i want to talk to you listeners just for a second and that's that if you like this podcast do me a favor would you please share it with other people and also give it a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast that really helps us a lot and we want to get the word out because my goal is to help entertainers succeed in the world of business or the business of the show so if you need help with your branding please don't hesitate to reach out to me and also let's plug paul as well one last time in other words if you're trying to get your show or your performance right now out on the internet and you're having some difficulty doing that you just need a little bit of guidance paul has that great tool that we talked about with penguin magic i'll have that in the notes of the podcast so wherever you're listening you find those notes you'll be able to also reach out to paul there everything you need is right there But in the meantime, again, I really appreciate you guys listening. I want you to stay tuned because next week I will be dropping a new podcast where we'll be talking about what is ever-changing with everything that's going on with COVID, how we're adapting, and how we're adapting as performers. I want to encourage you, do not give up. It might be easy to think, I just don't know what to do. I'm here and my friends are here to help you and guide you along the way. So be encouraged and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Their moon was cardboard, fragile. It was very apt to fray. And what was last night scenic may seem cynic by today. 
Oh, the play's not done. Oh, no, not quite. For life, you see, never ends in the moonlit night. And despite what pretty poets say, the night is only half the day. So let us then truly finish what was so foolishly begun. For the story has not ended. And the play is never done until we've all, all of us, been burned a bit and burnished by the sun. Well, I did my mic check like a while ago. I just wanted to hear you finish that. (laughs)